I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. All right, this is The Big Douglas Show. As always, I got rapper Big Pooh with me. And from the Shadow League, we have Devon Mason with us. Devon, thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having me on, guys. Enjoy. Happy to be here. Pooh, I don't know if you're familiar with Devon. Somebody put me, I forget who put me on to him, but they do great work over at the Shadow League. Really good writer. Uh, I've been checking him out recently. So, as you know, we were not going to do a show today that the Wizards didn't win. Pooh, we had talked about this. <laughs> but I decided my friend needed a bigger outlet than Twitter to vent over what happened last night. So here we are. We're just going to let it loose. Pooh, please tell me what happened last <laughs> night. A lot of things, man. Um. Scott Brooks, for one. What do you got, out coach? Scott Brooks went Scott Brooks. Um, <laughs> he went Scott Brooks. I, I, I mean, I, I got my, I got my things to say, but I'm, I'm more interested in, 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 in Devon. Um, I, I know you. If you had, if you didn't watch it, I know you seen some of it. Uh, please, please, please tell, tell us your thoughts on last night and, and and what you thought about what happened um where, where did this team from the last two months go last night they went back to what we've seen from scott brooks over his whole career uh they were unprepared i didn't understand never devil and tatum he that's his weakness he does not pass great out of the devil team he does not do that well without jalen brown you live with kimba if kimba goes and gets 40 we'll live with that you don't let Jason Tatum play freely. You make him play in a crowd. That's still a weakness in his game, which he'll get better at because he's special. But that's the weakness. If you allow him to play one-on-one, guys like him are going to go off and get 40 or 50 because he literally got no resistance. When he got the ball, it was, hey, do what you want. They brought the double team a couple times late, but by then he knew where they were coming from. So he kicked it to Fournier for open shots. He knocked in a few. Uh, Naismith knocked in a few. And – uh, it's just, it was just a bad game plan. They looked like they overlooked them. I think they took the Celtics for granted because they didn't have Jalen Brown. I think they kind of that that human nature factor creeped in a little. Like they don't have their second best guy. We have both of our guys going. We've been playing great, and they've they've they're reeling. The Celtics are reeling. They went in at thirty six and thirty six, and they've been. I believe they were trailing by double figures in like fifty five of the seventy two games they played this year. So we're talking about a team that plays from behind all the time, makes great runs because they have a lot of talent to come back. But I just thought the game plan defensively was terrible. And offensively, it wasn't a great showing, but the defense didn't help anyway. So it didn't matter. They wouldn't, they couldn't stop Boston from scoring. When it was at halftime, right before the half, we I believe we had like an eight or nine point lead there where then they cut it to two at the half. And I said that was the chance to kind of put them on the back burner and kind of make them understand this is going to be a rough. When they came out in the second half, only down two, and then he gets a three-point play to start the second half, they go from being down nine late in the half to up one the first minute of the second half. That's a momentum builder for a team that's been struggling. And they, like I said, they have a great player. They had the best player on the court last night, and you did not make it hard on him. He played in a – he like tonight, you really think the Lakers are going to let Steph Curry not, not be in a crowd all night? They're not going to let him not do that. You can't let great players just be – you have to make the others beat you. And I know Kimba is an all-star form, all-star, 
but he is the if there's a guy that I'm gonna live with beating me, it's him. It's not Tatum. I just thought it was a terrible game plan on Scott Brooks' part. Terrible game and, plan. And they and they kept fouling Tatum. Yes. Times they put put a shooter on the line and find out what happens. He gets hot. Imagine that. Yes. Yes, you're right. Very good point. Very good point. So and, I just thought he was hot. He was hot. So he I'm curious. Miss. So I'm curious. This was the Wizards or just Tatum being excellent. It was a it was a it was a it was a product of both. It was a bad game plan, and he's just a great player. So you know, you put those two together, and you put a guy that's going up against basically his mentor and Bradley Bill. They went to the same high school, grew up in the same street, same neighborhood. So you put that guy out there, and he goes, "Okay, I know he's he's the guy that taught me, but I want to show him that I can carry a team." And without our second best guy, that averages like twenty four. I'm going to fill up. Now I'm going to get what both of us would get on a nightly basis anyway. So he basically got Jalen Brown's average with his last night. And that was just, you just, you just can't play. You cannot allow a guy that gifted, that kind of length, that kind of shot making ability to just, I saw late in the game, he's going one-on-one on step back threes. Why aren't there two people somewhere near him? He's got too much freedom, too much space. You make him play in a crowd. The great ones, I don't care how great they are. They don't like to play in a crowd. I don't care how great you are. You have to make him understand you're going to have to pass this basketball and make other people beat us. We're not going to let you do it. And we never did it. It was just, I kept saying, well, we're not going to play, make him play in the crowd. We're not going to beat them. Cause he's when he got hot, like you said, there's no stopping him. Once he gets going like that, he's going, he scored 60 a couple of weeks ago, didn't he? Like that. So the guy can flat fill it up, yeah. you know? So just bad game plan all around. Terrible game plan. Terrible. <laughs> He had 23 points in the third quarter alone. Crazy. That third crazy. quarter was insane. <laughs> it was. I, it was crazy. I was confused as to why, like you said, he didn't see a crowd. He didn't see bodies. They didn't try to wall him off. They didn't try to trap him. Um, it, my, when I, obviously we all knew Jalen Brown wasn't playing. And the first thing I thought was you have to make anybody but Jason Tatum and maybe Kimber Walker beat you. Yes. You have to make the Fournier's, the, uh, whoever smarts, else they got, the, the smarts, smarts. you got to make them beat that. you. Yeah. You cannot you let Tatum yeah. and then Kimba. You can let him do what he's gonna do, but you can't let Tatum beat you. Nope. And that's exactly what they did. Nobody roughed him up any. Nope. <laughs> like, nope. He kept trotting out six three guys or shorter to guard him. Um, In the moment, started. I didn't think about it, Pooh, but it really hurt when Hachimura got those fouls because. He actually can play Tatum. Was that guy like six eight Tatum? Yeah, yeah. Tatum six eight six and eight six nine. They didn't have yeah, anybody listen. close nope. when Hachimura this, went out that could even. This is close. a this is a True. play off for all intents and purposes. This is a playoff game. Mm-hmm. I don't care Hachimura got three fouls. When this guy or four fouls, when this guy starts going crazy in the third quarter, Hachimura is back in the game. Like Agreed. you file out, you file out. Like I don't care. I'm going down swinging with my best players on the court because he took Gafford off, and they Lynn in that third quarter he got ran off the court, and <laughs> I, I'm just why, like cause the, why? Because the other coach made a halftime adjustment. I mean, <laughs> Brad, Brad Stevens have has always outclassed Scott Brooks every time they matched up. Um, especially in the play, he's always outclassed Scott Brooks. So I knew that was going to happen. Um, Devon, I'm, I'm interested on your take on Westbrook last night. I, I, I put on Twitter, you know, we, we were, we had gotten so accustomed to Westbrook having these double digit number assists. He had had like 15 plus assists in the last seven games and, oh wait, oh, he, okay. Back. And okay. 
Um, last night he only had five, and obviously he didn't look like himself, like he had been looking the past two months. But also, I commented, I'm like, listen, it's not like the Wizards was hitting shots yesterday. <laughs> like nobody was hitting buckets. They were three for whatever from three point line. They were fourteen percent from the three point line yesterday. So can you speak to what you saw in, in out of Westbrook yesterday? He looked a little hobbled to me for a while. I don't know. He came down a couple times. He kind of looked at his knee or he looked at his ankle. He looked like he didn't look like the Westbrook that finished the season on the tear when they went 15 and five in the last 20. And I thought he forced the issue again, which he tends to do in big games sometimes. You know, he pressed the issue when the shot wasn't going, he still was taking them and he wasn't, he was getting to the rim, but they weren't giving him calls. He did get fouled a few times. They let it go. His baskets, you know. But I thought he settled for bad shots a lot of the night. You know, he had a couple of jumpers that went on the other side of the rim, on you know, inside of three ball out. Like he needs to get to the rim. And I, I just thought he, I, I just think as a whole, they got off the plane like it was going to be sweet. I don't think they came out believing that the Celtics were going to beat them last. And I really think they looked at the Celtics being in a rut reeling a little bit and I just think they underestimated him which is weird because you're not that good yourselves you know you're 34 and 38 you have no right to underestimate anyone you know you know and any you know I just think like I said I think as a whole the team was not prepared and that's on Scott Brooks that's totally on Brooks we know the players got to play but the game plan was completely foolish it was no I don't know what the game plan was I don't even know what it, it was like they came out, and when things weren't going early, they still were able to hang around. Boston's not great defensively either, so they make it easy for you to score as well. Neither team has an inside presence that you can talk about. Uh, and if you guys alluded to, sitting Gafford, I just don't understand that. I don't understand why Gafford is in and out so much. He gives them the best minutes to me of any big they have. He can run the floor. He can run protect. He's athletic. He does things that they haven't had in a long time but. I think Westbrook looked a little gimpy to me. He looked like some something is bothering him. And you know he's not the type to complain. He doesn't do that because at the beginning of the season he was hurt. When he started out slow, he never talked about it. He just played through it. Then he caught his fire and caught, you know, he hit his stride as he normally does. I think it was more so of being a little, I think he's a little hampered somewhere. He's not letting us know about it. And again, the shots weren't going and he forced them again. That's what he's known to do in big games, unfortunately. You know? Well, and they and they put Tatum on him. And again, that, that six same length. length. I mean, length. He, he couldn't get inside. That was what I kept noticing last night. When they had Tatum on him, he could not get inside, which is where he tends to get whatever rhythm he's going to get into for the evening because it's damn sure not running down and pulling threes. Uh, and again, that, that's coaching to me. You know what I mean? And Pooh, we, we almost let him off the hook the other day. We were almost on the – yeah, we, we we sympathy train. We gave him props for for the Hornets he game. He he called the good game against the Hornets, and then he, he must have watched and got in his feelings and was he, feeling too good about himself. He threw it all down the toilet last night. Um, he did all down the toilet. I'm I'm interested because it, it the way the Wizards played last night is similar to the way the Hornets played when they found out Karis Levert wasn't going to play, and then they came and got ran off the court in the first quarter. The Wizards face the Pacers, another do or die, win it or, or go home game. And Brogdon is back. There won't be any Karis Levert. But do the Wizards, 
do you think the Wizards come out and play with any intensity tomorrow, or are they just they going home? It, it's it's over. The first blessing is a home game, so you get fans in the arena. So it should be some energy. They should be able to get some energy from the arena. Uh, I truly don't know what to expect because I think they they're capable of beating the Pacers. We've seen them do it in Indiana. I think they won the season series three zero. I don't think they lost mm-hmm. to them this year. They did, and they did. The, they won the last one in Indiana without without Bradley Bill. He blocked the shot, hit the game winning bucket too. So Westbrook did, I believe. But Doug McDermott was making shots last night. Miles Turner's there. They have a uh, Sabonis, who we have no inside presence. They have Brogdon. Uh, this is not going to be easy because you the hardest thing to do is continue to beat a team that you've beaten all year. Continue to do it, you know, when you're really not better talent-wise. It's kind of an even matchup when you look at it. They may have a more talented roster after the two big guys we have. Their roster has more people that they can trust to get buckets at times outside of their other their main couple guys. We don't have that. This, this roster is kind of – it's ugly. The Wizards roster is ugly. It's not a great roster when you look at it. It's 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 Westbrook Bill, top heavy. You know, Ish Smith is a solid player at time. He has his moments, but Hachi Moore is developing into an okay player. But overall, that roster is pretty bad. You know, uh, so if I'm a, if I was to say right now, Indiana has to be the favorite. They probably won't be because they're on the road, but they played great last night. And they beat a Hornets team that, you know, people thought were, you know, I heard Charles Barkley before the game. Guaranteed, <laughs> the, the Hornets are going to beat the Pacers. Yeah, and he smacked the buzzer, and you know how they uh-huh. do it, TNT. And they, like you said, they were down. I was out with my wife on her birthday, and we were in a restaurant. I looked at the team. It was 77 to 47. I said, whoa, what is going on? Like, So I'm going to be honest with you. I think we'll win it, but if we lost it, it wouldn't surprise me even because – and truthfully, how do we match up with Philly anyway? It's not a good matchup for us either. The, the, the Nets or Philly were not good matchups for us either way because the Nets have the three-headed monster. Philly has Embiid, <laughs> you know. So uh, we'll get gentlemen swept no matter where we were going to end up anyway. So if we get in, we'll get one game. We would have been blessed to get the game against either of them juggernauts. So I'm going to go on a limb and say the Wizards win by five tomorrow. Somehow Westbrook and Bill figures it out. But I'm going to tell you, I, Scott Brooks scares me because I just – that guy is literally – I just don't like that guy. I think he – I just don't believe he's – he's not a great basketball coach. He's we, not. We, we absolutely agree on that. <laughs> he doesn't make any adjustments. And like I say, he is the – he is the enabler to what Westbrook – all when Westbrook does well, you live with it. But when he plays bad, you, you realize the biggest enabler in Westbrook's career has been Scott Brooks. He's the guy that never said in Oklahoma City, this is Durant's team. Learn to play with him, play off of him. He can do everything you can do, and he's 6'11". We're going to make, make it easier for yourself. We, we understand you're Westbrook. He never has, he's never done that. So now you got a guy who was pretty much probably going to get fired, but this late-season run probably is going to buy him another year. That's why he's in con- press conferences, pressers saying he's the second-best point guard ever. Yeah, he's the second best. He's going to help you keep your damn job. That's why you're saying that. We know he ain't the second best nothing. Let's stop that mess. He's a great player, but he's nowhere near the second best point guard of all time. He's great, but you just don't say things like that. He's great. He's great. He's a great player. But you're saying that because he's going to allow you to make another, you know, sit around, make your money and get your money. You get your money anyway because you got a contract. But he's going to allow you to still have something to do every day and not just sit at home. So let's just be for real. I mean, this team is got if they win, they got five games left in their season at the most. So that's the way I look at it. This team is just not that good. They're badly built. I mean, two good players at the top. 
two greats, and then the rest of that roster is what you call, you know, as as I call it, you know, can I curse on here? Yes. A shit show. The rest of that roster is a shit show. It's a shit show. You know? Absolutely. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm praying they somehow get it done. I want to see Westbrook and Bill. I want to see them play another couple games. But like we we all we all in agreement they're gonna win one game at the, at the very most probably in the next round. We just don't. Philly's just too much for them. So, but we'll see. Who who I'll take the uh, I'll take the team L for Wednesday. I usually DVR these things and watch them later. And I was so excited about the game. I stayed up, watched the game. So tomorrow I will DVR again. Maybe it was my fault. <laughs> listen, listen, Devon, uh, I'm about to call you Devin, about to mess it all up. Um, before we get you out of here, man, I, I, I want to ask you, me and Doug was talking about this. this. This has to do with the Wizards, but not this current team. What has been your thoughts on the Kwame Brown situation. <laughs> I have to ask. I, I, Me personally, listen, I I don't call players bust, right? Like, do they live up to expectations? No. But a 12-year, he played in the league for 12 years. So, obviously, there was talent there. You know, he, him he and Kobe scored 82. Kobe, yeah, him and Kobe scored 82. Did you see the screens he was setting? But I, as I'm watching this and this guy has been quiet for so long, like I didn't even know what his voice sounded like mm-hmm. until I started seeing these lives. But what do you take of this, this Kwame Brown resurgence, if you will, of, of late? I, I think it's hilarious. I think he, he sat back and for years, Stephen A. Smith has called him a scrub, a bum. Uh, I've heard Matt Barnes and Gilbert Arenas and Stack Five bad-mouthing him when there's other players they could probably be talking about. At the end of the day, Kwame Brown was a product of a bad bad uh, scout. Michael Jordan, boy, you guys know how he got here, don't you? Uh, I, I, I don't. I know what Michael Jordan did once he got here, but I don't okay, know how well, he got here. They didn't know who they were going to take in the 01 draft. They, were, they had the number one pick, and they had no idea. It was Tyson Chandler. Eddie Curry, Amari Stoudemire, Pagasol, and him. Those were the five guys that were slated to probably go somewhere between one and ten, and they could fall anywhere. And at the time, the Wizards were needing a big, so that, of course they were going to take a big. Michael Jordan at the time was running things, you know, front office guy. Right. He brings the he, he brings in the three guys, the three high schools. Uh, well, all of four of them high school. The Saul was the only one that had professional experience, so he brings in. Chandler Curry and Kwame Brown down to the Verizon Center. He had them play a series of one-on-ones that he embarrassed all of them because all of them he had to people forget at that time he had a face-up game, he had a post game. Yeah, he, he had some skills. The issue was he had bad hands and he was lazy. But in the one-on-ones, he embarrassed Chandler and Eddie Curry. That's what got him chosen number one. Not that he can play on a team with five other, four other. He played one-on-one great. So that was bad scouting and bad, you know draft choice by Michael Jordan. Terrible, terrible evaluator of talent, okay? Then you bring him into a situation where he honestly was thinking he was going to have time to develop. But then you come out of retirement, and it's a win-now type thing, okay? So to his credit, he was never given a chance to develop at the rate, that, at the level he should have been able to, which is big men is the, a big man coming in is the hardest thing for, for a guy. The point guard position, guards is easier because they have the ball more, so they can play. 
the big man has to wait on them to receive the ball. So he's got to learn how to be in three second lane, get out. He got to learn how to pivot. He got to learn how to drop step. All the things that it takes time to get, how to protect the rim, how to be the last line of defense, how to set up the pick and roll defense when they get the pick and roll with the little guy and then stop the roll, man, all that stuff. It's, it's a lot. And he not giving him a pass. He never was afforded that time to learn that stuff. He was thrown to the fire right away. So, of course, his career wasn't nothing to talk about. I mean, he, you know, I seen the guy out here. I work for the Department of Defense. I can see him over here at Mark Center on Seminary Road out here in Virginia all the time where he lived and stuff. He's just a quiet guy, mind his business and everything. But he is 6'11", 270 pounds. He ain't no little dude. You know, he don't walk around here no little guy. And the Gilbert Arenas thing about him beating up the 20 security guards, I heard that story too. Him and his brother. His brother was 6'8", like 250. They're not little dudes. So uh, I think in a, in a way he's calling out guys. Like, Matt Barnes and Stephen A. Jackson, Stephen Jackson, they're cool, but they have the habit of being fake tough guys. Let's call it what it is. They're not really as tough as they come off. And like he told Matt Barnes, you know, you're sitting there and you're uh, talking about me, Derek Fisher, in your house, driving your car, got your woman. Send that man some damn gas money. You know what I'm saying? Did Fisher flip the car and total it? Did he total it? Yeah, he totaled it. it. Yep, yep. You know, so I think at the end of the day, he's like, you guys sitting around just fucking with me. And then Gilbert Arenas, he called him, you know, a corporate, you know what? Said, you're a corporate guy. You you act like you for us in the front, but when you're behind them closed doors, you're totally different. Sort of like T.O. said to McNabb when he was in Philly. You know what I mean? It's like, so I think it's hilarious. And I kind of don't have an issue with Kwame Brown defending himself because they literally fuck with him. It's been years of taunting him quietly. Just every chance they get, Barkley, Stephen A, them guys, they do a lot of taunting on him. And I'm like, it was a lot of other guys that didn't do well in the league. He was the first high schooler drafted number one ever. We get that. We're not taking that. We done. But at the end of the day, it's not all his fault because of the situation he came into. Now, he could have probably worked to get better over time. But at that time, I guess he cared. Why not? I'm making money. I ain't got to get no better. Somebody going to pay me because I'm 6'11", 270. You know, so – I find it funny. I think he's a little sensitive in a way, but when somebody's been talking about you for as many years and they've been clowning this guy, you're going at some point you're going you're going you're going to fight back. You know, at some point oh, you're going to fight back. The, the 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 volcano definitely exploded. It, and <laughs> and to to get the Gilbert Arenas now, he, hey, he he cleared his mess up very quickly. I don't want the smoke. Um, you know he got what? on the phone with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. he had a conversation because he he kept saying their problems stemmed from. Kwame believing Gilbert had him benched in the playoff series. So he, he, uh, which he said he didn't, he didn't have that type of power back then. But uh, so he cleared his up quickly. But I, I was just telling Doug and telling him for the day, listen, man, Kwame Brown has been quiet. He has nobody even knew what he was doing, where he was. Like I said, I didn't even know what he sounded like. And, but people forget. Like you just explained, when he came into the league, Michael Jordan comes out of retirement, and Michael Jordan bullied that kid. Yeah, he bullied him. He bullied, bullied the kid. Him. Yes. Like, you're 18, 19 years old, you're still immature mentally, and you're getting bullied by a player you probably looked up to and looked at growing up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Your whole 18 years growing up. And he mentally bullies you. For two straight years, because Gilbert Arena said, he said, when I got there and we had our first team meeting, I saw how the vets treated Kwame Brown. 
and he thought he was about to get, you know, more touches, get more involved. And they basically told him, shut up, go sit down. Like you averaged five last year. You may average 10 this year. Shut up and sit down. And he said, he was like, listen, Kwame Brown never got a chance to develop as a player. So isn't like, like you said, it's not all on him, but I, I, Hey, listen, he'll never make the Hall of Fame, but he sure make a social media Hall of Fame. <laughs> I think he went live last night again. That was hilarious. He did another he went, one last night. He went live this morning. <laughs> did he? Okay, I didn't see this morning. Yes. I know he went live. But he's it's doing... crazy. Like they got, I think the name of their podcast is All the Smoke. They all the Smoke. All the Smoke, and he's obliged. And he's, <laughs> you know and he's obliged. Right. He's obliged, you know? So I think they better leave that dude alone. I told my wife. She said he's crazy. I said they might want to leave him alone. He does all he does is hunt at this point. He's a hunter. Right. I didn't know he sounded that country. I didn't even know his accent was that deep. Like I hadn't heard his voice in probably eight, nine years. So when I heard it, I'm like, who is that? She's like, it's Kwame Brown. Go on. It's doing a Kwame Brown. She didn't know who he was. I said, Oh, that's the exquisite and Laker. And all you know, she was like, he going off on Steven Jackson and Matt Bonds and Kilmer the Raiders. And I said, they better leave that dude alone, man. That dude is now he's showing his guns on the IG and his what he doing the other day. You know? <laughs> his steel toe <laughs> boots. <laughs> they better leave him alone, boo. They better leave that dude alone. Leave boo. him alone, man. <laughs> leave leave him alone. alone, man. Leave him alone. He is not all the way there. Leave him alone. <laughs> leave, leave him alone. And, they, and he's tired of being bullied. Leave the dude alone. That is a dangerous. That's a dangerous specimen right now. Leave him alone. Be- because what people don't realize, right? He was bullied when he got into the NBA. And now that's that trigger, that trauma trigger. <laughs> yes. Like, and, yes. But now he's at a point where he can, where he feels like he can stand up for himself. Yes. So that's what he's doing. This is yep. what we're seeing. Yep. We're seeing him. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not doing this again. Yep. I'm not 18, 19 years old. Like, this is. He said, happening. don't fuck with me. I ain't got nothing to lose. You got, you got everything to lose. <laughs> This nigga, this dude is and, crazy. and that's the person you insane. leave. You leave alone. <laughs> you leave alone. <laughs> Listen, man, we we appreciate you 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 coming you on, guys. popping in, man. Please let the people know where they can find you and what you have coming up next. You can catch me on the Shadow League. Uh, I'm a uh, one of the writers for the Shadow League. It's five of us, and we it's a media outlet that's connected to a lot of different things. Insta- we have a we have a Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We also connected to ESPN. We do a lot of work with Fox Sports One. Uh, we do things with uh, the undefeated, the athlete, you know, different things like that. We do we have a lot of connections like that. I'm also a writer for MLBBro.com, which is a Rob Parker site that he just started, which covers black and brown baseball players. So I'm sort of like the historian of the staff. I do like the older. Uh, African-American players, like I've got articles. Yesterday was Reggie Jackson's 75th birthday, so I did a big write-up on him. Uh, I've done Andre the Hawk Dawson. Uh, a lot of people forget Jermaine Dye, how good he was with the White Sox. Uh, I did Hank Aaron, of course, Kenny Lofton, you know, Albert Bell, Frank Thomas. I've written stuff on all of them. Just that this this uh, outlet started April the 1st through Rob Parker from FS1 and the Odd Couple. So I worked with that. And uh, just those are my two main ones. And I got I have a show, a podcast I do on Monday night called The POV Sports Show on Soul Talk 100. Catch me there from 8 to 9.30. You can also catch it on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Our Heart Radio. So, you know, and uh, you go to, go to just go to any of them sites, uh, Shadow League or MLB Bro, and type in Devon Mason or POV, which is my point of view. You can type in POV and all my stuff come up. So written like 200 publications 220 with the Shadow League and 10 or 12 with uh, the MLB Bro. Just have to write for them. 
Nice. Thank yeah. you, man. Thank you again for joining us, man. We we look forward to having you on again when Scott Brooks is finally relieved of his duties. Yeah, man. Anytime. Just reach out to me and uh, I'm going to get y'all. I'm going to uh, send y'all some invites too to come on and talk with me on my show. Absolutely. But, uh, anytime, anytime. Just let me know. Give me a heads up and I'm available. Just give me a heads up. No problem, Thank you. Man. Thank you. Thanks, Doug. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Right. Y'all have a good one, okay? You too. Bless you, man. Peace.